Yeah, um, so set it up before else. you head to church, and when you get home, lunch is ready. There you go. <laughs> if church is your thing. If church is your thing, that's right. Or, you know, set it up before you go to the strip club, and when you get home, your dinner's ready. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it works for everybody. <laughs> it works for everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost Podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everyone, to the Off-Grid Outpost Podcast. Soon to be the Off-Grid Agorist Podcast. How are you doing today, Cyrus? Awesome. I'm always good. Always good. That's the spirit. Yeah. It's You're a, never pissed off. It's just a choice, right? <laughs> right. Like, sometimes I'll call you, and I'll just be, like, highly pissed off and disgruntled. <laughs> but you never do that. You never call me pissed off and disgruntled about shit. You're always, like, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm happy. Happy person. Although last couple of weeks my my cell service has been crap and so my data speeds have been slow and doing internet work has been driving me up the wall. Uh. Disconnects and I got to reconnect. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you signed up me for Starlink? <laughs> I have not. I have not. If I get Starlink before you, I'm going to be so mad at you. See, look at I'm disgruntled, like automatically. <laughs> <laughs> so Starlink, if our listeners are not aware of what it is, that is Elon Musk's satellite internet that will cover the world in internet, which is kind of creepy sounding, but for us off-grid folk, it's really exciting. <laughs> it is really exciting. Like 50 BPS speeds minimum. Hell yeah. Isn't be, that what they call it? A BPS? Yeah. Bits bytes, per second or something? MBPS, megabytes per second. Yeah. And right now I get like two. I get like five. Yeah, I don't... I never get five. Not here. Yeah, and being a full-time content creator, that's got to be a pain in the ass. Well, I've decided... Uh, until whatever is going on. I don't know if they're working on towers or something. I got some kind of text on my phone about AT&T getting rid of of 3G over the next year. I don't know. Maybe they're working on towers and that's causing the problem. But Mm. I'm going to have to start going to town until this problem is solved because I can't get shit done. Wow. That's really inconvenient. Yeah, I can spend four hours doing computer work, and I'm actually only getting two hours worth of work done. Yeah, very inefficient. Uh, Yes, Starlink is going to change our lives for the internet's sake, and I'm looking forward to it. I signed up for it. It was 100 bucks down, a deposit to save my space, because it's limited space. So they say that could just be a sales catch you know to try and get people on the list but it worked for me 
I FOMO'd into it. I FOMO'd into Starlink. So I put 100 bucks in. Then it's an additional $500 for your equipment because you got to have, you know, your little personal satellite that's going to beam up into space. And then it's 100 bucks a month. But you get unlimited, mm-hmm. super fast internet. And I don't even know what that feels like. I don't even know. I'll feel like right. so spoiled. Right. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Hadn't signed up yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, today's topic. We have one. And it's not Starlink. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we are talking about six DIY off-grid solar projects that don't cost much. Yeah. Yeah. So when people talk about solar, almost everyone thinks about solar panels and electricity. Yeah. But... Solar power can you be used for a lot of different things, <clears throat> a lot of other things. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the solar projects that don't involve photovoltaic. Yes. And let me tell you, solar panels are, I think, way overhyped. <laughs> <laughs> You've been building your system and running into walls and oh, wow. having to redo this and gonna... redo that. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, when you see houses and all, and all these suburban areas and all these houses have solar panels, they are not off-grid. They are grid tied. Right. So, you know, you see a house with 30 solar panels on it, they're making a lot of their own power, but there is no way, shape, or form they are making all of their own power. Right. So to go off-grid on a photovoltaic-only system, you will find that does not work. <laughs> well, it's it's tough, but you can get there. And then once you get there, you're there. You're done. Well, I think you just need to diversify. So we've uh, ordered some stuff and we're diversifying with a uh, wind generator, which will make three kilowatts an hour at the appropriate wind speed. So it won't be that high all the time. But we notice when our sun goes away, it's typically windy. So we'll still be having power come in. And then we also have a generator that will be wired into our system that will automatically kick on and charge our battery bank uh, when we reach a certain low voltage level. Yeah. So that's the key. The key is diversifying your energy, not just throwing up 30 freaking solar panels and hoping for the best because it doesn't work like that off grid. Hmm. It does not. Probably write an article about it. Save some awesome. people some grief. <laughs> So you've uh, got a list here of cool off-grid solar projects. Let's talk about them. Yeah, let's talk about them. So first on the list is the solar window furnace. So, well, let me say this first. With each one of these projects, I have found a YouTube video that relates to each project. So if you go to the offgridoutpost.com homepage, we'll have this article on the homepage. And if you're interested in any of these projects, there'll be a YouTube video so that, you know, in case you can't visualize it while we're sitting here talking about it, you can see a little video about it. And all these projects have tons of information all over the internet about different ways to design these projects. So you can just start uh, diving in and researching if you're interested in one of these specific projects. So first is the solar window furnace. And basically, it's a box with 
metal in it that is painted black. It has an inlet for air at the bottom and an outlet for air at the top. And you lean the top up against your window so that the air can come inside the house. And people do this with soda cans. They build little channels with soda cans that are painted black. Uh, they use gutter downspouts or just a piece of like metal tin inside that box that has a glass front, which I didn't mention. And anyway, the sun heats up the air inside that box and through convection and heat rising, air will just, hot air will just flow into the house through your window. You can attach them to the side of the house so it's not even at a window. Then you've got to make penetrations in the house so that the air can get in. A lot of different ways to do it. But it's free heat for the house. No wood required, no nothing required, just sunshine. So those work really well. So you paint the metal black. Right, and it absorbs the sunlight, which heats up the air inside the box. And I mean, air can be coming out of the top of the box, and it could be 130 degrees. I've seen them at 150 degrees. So it'll heat up a room. Wow. Some people even add like a, uh, like one of those little, tiny, little uh, solar panels with like a uh, computer fan so they can force the air and even move more air as opposed to just letting it naturally flow. Yeah, that's a great idea. Like, uh, and those are easy. Get a desktop yeah. fan. You can buy them on eBay for probably like 20 bucks. You can salvage one of those out of an old computer and you just you you literally just plug it in yeah that's a great idea with the computer Mm -hmm. desktop fan laptop fan probably wouldn't work nice i'm gonna have to try that for my she shed yeah it'd be perfect Mm Mm-hmm. for sure all right off-grid solar project number two yeah or did you have anything else to add no that's it now that takes that project takes some basic carpentry skills and that's really about it um the the next one is the solar tube lighting which i really like because the elegance of the simplicity and people have done this in third world countries for a long time and it works so let's say you have a hen house or a shed or something like that where the spaces are small, the ceilings are low and you don't have sheetrock and things like that. You take a three liter bottle and you fill it with water. You get a, a roof vent that you can buy at like Home Depot or whatever for eight or $10. You cut a hole in the roof and then you slide this, pop this soda bottle, this three liter plastic bottle through that uh, vent. And the the vents are made with like a a rubber seal. And so it would, uh, it, it seals up so that it doesn't leak. And the cap of the bottle is protruding out above the roof. The sun, it acts like a prism. And so the top of the bottle collects the sunlight and it gets shined into the room through the bottom of the bottle. Oh, sweet. Is it actually pretty bright? 
Yeah, for small spaces. It works for small spaces. Like I said, for like a little shed or a hen house or something like that works really good. It's not going to work really good if you have like high ceilings or if the ceiling is insulated and sheetrocked because the bottom of the bottle, you you know, it's not going to stick all the way through. So it has to be on something like a an exposed metal roof or plywood, exposed plywood roof, that kind of thing. Right. But they work good for what they are. Wow. I have to look that and up. Just, I'm just curious to see it. Yeah, super simple to make. Solar tube lighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I find funny, Cyrus? Is, I don't know, in the 90s and the early 2000s for America, it was all about, you know, the latest and greatest and who has the biggest house and who has the newest technology. And, and it seems like here in the 2020s, we're almost reverting back into using more third world country type technology for sustainability and (laughs) all these alternative housing methods. And now like tiny houses are in and she sheds and like living in your shed, converting your shed to a house, you know, it's going the opposite way, you know, it's just kind of funny. So something like a solar tube lighting, if you said that in the nineties, people are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> now solar yeah. tube lighting's like, ooh, sustainability. Oh, you know, because that's like such a that's such like a niche keyword that all the you know all the West Coasters are into. Oh, you're into sustainability. That is so cool. Tell me about your solar tube lighting. Hillbilly's the new yuppie. Seriously, isn't that funny? <laughs> all right, moving on to. Now, this one I'm really interested about because we have a lot of sun here in Arizona. Except for right now, it's raining, which is excellent. Uh, I'm really interested in this next to- next topic, the solar food dehydrator. How does that work? Okay, so basically, you build a box. And within this box, you build trays that are made out of like screen material, wire mesh material, something you can put slices of vegetables or meat on and the air can still circulate through. And you might, depending on the size of the box you build, these trays are only going to be like three or four inches apart from each other. So you can stack several of them inside of a box. And then at the bottom of the box, you drill holes so that air can come in. And at the top of the box, you drill holes so that as the air gets warmed up, it can flow out. And there's a lot of different, you can do it just like that. You paint the box black, you add a glass front, things like that. And that alone will work. But what a lot of people will do is build basically the solar window furnace and they'll attach that to the bottom of the box so that it's adding more heat and the heat moves through and dehydrates whatever you've got in there. It's really simple. I've seen people make them out of refrigerators, take an old refrigerator and make a large scale dehydrator out of it. Um, A lot of different ways to do it. Just build it up, just build a plywood box. I've got uh, an old wine cooler that a friend of mine gave me and it's got a glass door on it 
and it's kind of small so it'll be a small scale deal but i'm going to build one out of that first that's a great idea out of a wine cooler yeah yeah so now could you take a regular dehydrator like maybe a broken defunct you know food dehydrator and retrofit it to be a solar dehydrator you know, I don't know, because to be honest with you, I've never even researched those things. I don't even know what one looks like. Like, I've never even looked them yeah, up. Yeah, they're electric. They're electric. I mean, you plug it in, they're plastic, you know, and it's like with the shelving like you were talking about. I'm just wondering if, you know, someone found like a regular food dehydrator at the grocery or at the uh, thrift store and got it yeah. for like five bucks. And then you can retrofit it. I don't see why you couldn't. The only thing is as, it might be a little too small. As long as you can find a way to bring warm air in at the bottom and let it escape at the top, then I'm sure you can. Yeah, that's awesome. It's interesting how these solar projects are so simple. You know, in our mind, solar has always like seemed so overcomplicated, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. Not for DIY really projects. Not. Right. Yeah, I'm going to build one of those. Dehydrating food or preserving food is a big part of going off-grid. It's a big part Hell of sustainability. Yeah, it it's a big part of getting outside of the system. So the more ways you can find to preserve Our your being. food, the better. Well, and I'm thinking, okay, so we have a 30 foot by 45 foot garden going in. That's big. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make a lot of food. And how am I going to preserve this food? Obviously, canning's on the list. But I think, uh, you know, in a freeze dryer would be nice. But that takes a lot of freaking power. Right. And when you're off-grid, you're power conscious. So I'm thinking, okay, dehydrating. Well, an electric dehydrator, that takes a lot of power because it has a heating element. Mm -hmm. So this is a great way for me to use, to make a dehydrator... I can dehydrate, you know, carrots, onions, tomatoes, potatoes mm -hmm. even. You can dehydrate it all and not have to spend any energy bucks. Yeah, at no cost you can do it. Yep, other than the initial setup. So that's a great idea. I'm totally going to do that. Yeah, and then if you had like a, uh, a vacuum sealer, you could vacuum seal all that dehydrated stuff in little bags. And that's going to store a lot better than a hundred pint jars of canned veggies. Yes. Space saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that dehydrated food does have a shelf life, like, you know, beef jerky that doesn't have a bunch of nitrates and nitrites in it has a shelf life. So I wonder what that would be for at-home dehydrated veggies. I don't know. Several months, well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I bet it's longer than that. I mean, as long if as you... you're... As long as you're careful yeah. to make sure it is fully dehydrated. That's the thing. Full dehydration you have to mm -hmm. achieve. Yeah, and like in the uh, space saver thing where you suck out all the air, I bet it lasts a long time. I bet it does, yeah. And you could put the silica gel desiccant packs in there. I don't know. I mean, that's what they do with no jerky, idea. don't they? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I think I found little... those in my jerky bags. When you buy a bag? Yeah, so. they have those in there. And that'll absorb moisture. And you can get those, you can get like a thousand of those for 10, 20 bucks on freaking Amazon. I'm not sure you would need them if you were vacuum sealing. 
you might if you were just putting that stuff in, you know, quart jars or something. I don't know. Yeah, vacuum sealing changes the game for sure. We're moving the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad that we're having this uh, episode. So, okay, what's the next one here? The solar hot tub. <laughs> which is, you know, it's one of the off-grid must-haves. It's an essential I item. have to have one. <laughs> it is essential. That is on my critical list. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Basically, what you're getting into here is you build what's called a solar coil water heater. And with this, it does require some electricity because you have to circulate the water. But it can be a low voltage, low flow water pump connect to just a small solar panel however big it's got to be to run whatever particular pump. And it can be, when I say a small pump, you know, small like in a water fountain pump. It doesn't have to move a lot of gallons per minute. Yeah. Now, it can't be the kind like, you know, some of those pumps have to be submerged in water. It's not one of those kinds. It would be more like the kind that you find in your RV where you have an inlet Mm -hmm. and an outlet. And then this coil, this uh, solar coil heater, heats up the water inside the coil, and you're just circulating the water in to the hot tub and pulling water out of the hot tub through the coil just all day long. And it would take uh, days to heat the hot tub up to temperature. But once it's there, as long as the sun is out, it stays there. So you could get to 100 degrees in a hot tub, no problem. As long as you have enough sun. If if you're in a place where you're cloudy more than you're sunny, it's probably not going to work all that great for you. Yeah, okay. That's a really good idea. Super simple. And people do this. People do the same concept if they have a swimming pool. You can even heat a swimming pool using the same concept. Just takes longer. That would be really efficient. Several days. Yeah. That would be really efficient. You'd save a lot of energy. Yeah. For people who have swimming pools, the heater on a swimming pool is a electrical hog. It just eats electricity. Oh, yeah. Crazy electricity eater. Yeah. Once you go off grid, you really become energy conscious and you start to quantify how much energy it takes per item Mm -hmm. in your in your cabin like you really see wow we use a lot of energy (laughs) right to reckless abandon really you know on grid (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that that heater coil uh you know you can make them any size of course the bigger you make it the more it's going to heat water um so you get a like a long spool of like red pex pipe or it you know if money's no issue a long copper pipe or whatever or even a garden hose i've seen people do it with just a hundred foot garden hose and they'll coil it up and you can do it just like that nothing else but if you build a box for it 
and cover it in glass, it's e it becomes even more efficient. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, I'm going to give that one a try. Or you could just, you know, make a wood-fired hot tub situation, too. Yeah, yeah. Just don't boil yourself alive. <laughs> <laughs> if it starts getting too hot, get out of there. <laughs> right. That's another topic for another day. But yeah, I'm going to try that. Because I've really been dying for a hot tub. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to heat a hot tub without making like a wood fire? And then I have to get some sort of cast iron tub, you know. But this you can actually have a traditional hot tub like style. Mm -hmm. Which you find on Craigslist or Marketplace all the time. Someone getting rid of their hot tub for pennies or free. Or, or just begging you to come get it. Please come get yeah. it. <laughs> Please come get this monstrosity. And then you make your coil, solar coil system, hook it up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, you won't get bubbles. Like you have to live no. without bubbles, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think the bubbling part would take too much energy. It's more so the heating element that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Well, because that heating, that heating, keeping a hot tub hot, that's all day long. The bubbles are only running when you're sitting in it. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. This is on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. All right, moving forward. Always forward, never straight. So the next are the solar water heaters, which we had an episode where we talked about the solar batch collector that you can make out of a, an old water tank. We've got a full episode on that. Um, so I guess we don't need to go over that, really. But basically, you just build a box big enough to hold an old water tank that you've stripped down to the bare metal tank, painted black, and the sun will heat all the water in that tank. And it works really well. Yeah, we have the whole episode. We can probably put a link so in could, that on that page. Yep, we can put a link on that, and you could find it just by going back through our archives. It's not too far back. Mm-hmm. And then the solar coil heater we just got through talking about for the solar hot tub or the swimming pool heater. And it's just a long coil of pipe that's painted black and in the sun. But with that, you have to circulate the water. You can't just let it sit in that. Right. Why, what would happen um, if you didn't circulate it? Well, you get no use out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I see I mean, what you're saying. It, it doesn't do anything. Like, it's not going to hurt anything. It's just you don't get to use that water until you circulate it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you got to move the water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. I had, uh, at one time, I had a thought to, because we had a solar batch water heater where we used to live, and I thought I would make a solar coil heater to go alongside of it just so that as we used the water out of the batch collector, it would fill up with water that was being heated by the coil. So you would basically never run out of hot water because the coil is more like a, an on-demand hot water. Like the water gets hot as it moves through that coil, it comes out the other end, it's already hot. The batch water heater is 40 gallons of water being heated all at once. So you can use it up just like when you use your regular water heater in your house. If it's a 40 gallon water heater and you take a long 
big bath, you can run out of hot water. And then you've got to wait until yeah. it heats back up. The coil is more like an on-demand type water heater. Yeah, so if you combine the two, you're pretty much unlimited as long as the right. sun's out. Right. I would like to hook, I'd like to make one of these with that idea, both the on-demand and the batch, hook it into the camper. Because we get like six-minute showers with warm water, you know, because we're on like a 10-gallon tank. It's just the way it right. is. That's just camper life. So if we were to construct this and hook it into the camper and have unlimited hot water in the camper, that's like huge. Mm-hmm. That's a That'd huge a deal, deal for RVers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And try that. And try it. Yeah, and you could make one that is like, uh, you could make a coil water heater, hook it to the inlet of your tank, your little 10-gallon tank, so that hot water is going into that tank as you use it. And if you use quick connect connectors for the lines, you can disconnect it and reconnect it like as you move, like as an R if an RVer packs up and moves to another location, you just disconnect the water heater, set it inside while you move. You get there, you set it back outside and hook it up. I think that's totally reasonable. I think that is something that could really help a lot of RVers, a lot of boondockers, dry campers. Like It could be a legit system. The main thing is packing it up and unpacking it. So, yeah, like you said, with the quick connect, that is doable. Yeah, for sure. That's a good idea. It's a great topic. Next on the list is the solar slow cooker. So, you can build a box with a glass top that will hold, like, a, you know, your, when you buy a crock pot, that big, thick, heavy ceramic bowl that lifts out so that you can clean it. You build the box big enough that it will hold that big ceramic bowl, not the whole crock pot unit, just this big ceramic bowl. The inside is painted black. It has a glass top. The wall, the box is insulated and you can get one of those up to about, if it's well insulated up to about 250, 300 degrees. And so anything oh, wow. that you would cook over the course of a few hours at 250 degrees, you can cook. And so that's, that's a big deal if, like, for example, you live off grid and you don't have electricity. Well, in the summertime, the last thing you want to do is cook in your house because you're heating the house up. You're making it hotter in there than it already is. And so right. you set up this slow cooker meal. You go about your day, three or four hours later, you come back and your meal's ready. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And there's, well, and like anything, all of this stuff, they're not that hard to build. Basic carpentry skills. And anything with a heating element in it on electric, I mean, it just sucks up electric. It's insane. People like don't even realize how much a heating element uses. Holy moly. Well, you were just talking this morning before we started recording about getting rid of your electric coffee maker because it was such a electricity hog. Yeah, three kilowatts a day. Mm-hmm. It was consuming about 20 to 25% of what we make on our solar to make our coffee. Yeah, so that's going to sound up, crazy uh, to people. 
Yeah, people don't realize it. So when somebody says, oh, this device, oh, it, it's about the same as making a cup of coffee, you know, when people like see mm-hmm. how low energy their device is. Well, it's really not like that low energy. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's actually, it's one of the highest energy items in your house, aside yeah. from an electric heater, which we don't use anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I figured out three kilowatts a day for our coffee habit. And we have to have our coffee. So what we ended up doing is uh, my mom sent us a percolator, you know, uh, right. from the 50s. So it's it's really cool. And the coffee tastes great. No, excuse me. Percolated coffee is awesome. I'm drinking yeah. some right now. And now we're saving on our on our solar. But it just blew my mind. And that's a lot. Three kilowatts for coffee? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, we used a percolator for a long time. We've since shifted to, we'll either use um, instant or we use a coffee a French press if we don't want the oh. instant. Yeah. yeah. French press is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start getting creative when you start watching your energy usage. And I mean, these are great for on-grid folks, too, who want to save on their energy bill because that's skyrocketing, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you cook inside your house in the summertime, or yeah, in the summertime, even if you do have central heat and air, uh, you're you're making it work because it's going to kick on sooner because you're heating the house up simply by cooking. So even if you live in town, you can build one of these and cook your dinners out in your backyard, just like as if you were grilling, you know. Right. You just kind of have to pre-plan because it takes, like I said, it's a slow cooker, so. Yeah, just like you would any slow cooker meal, which are my favorite. Yeah, Love so set it up before meals. you head to church, and when you get home, lunch is ready. There you go. <laughs> if church is your thing. If church is your thing, that's right. Or, you know, set it up before you go to the strip club, and when you get home, your dinner's ready. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it works for everybody. <laughs> it works for everybody. <laughs> does not discriminate <laughs> so the final right. thing here oh man I'm dying to try this you gotta tell me how this works so the solar pizza oven is um, kind of like the slow cooker except that the box that you build is really shallow you know it's only 4 or 5 inches tall and the best designs I've seen are people who have found something like scrap slabs of black granite and they put that in the bottom because it, it heats the sun heats that black granite up and granite holds the heat really well and uh, you just got a you've got a glass top just like all of this stuff and the box is insulated and because the box is smaller, you can get it to a higher temperature than the regular slow cooker. Uh, you can get those up to like 350, 400 degrees and just cook a pizza out in the, out in the, out in the yard. It's basically the Hell same yeah. concept as the, as the uh, slow cooker. Well, all of these have the same concept. So really, once you got the hang of the concept, you could apply it to almost anything like you could be so creative yeah anything that you need heat for basically because the sun is really good at it 
sun is excellent at heating things. You have a base that's dark color to absorb sunlight mm -hmm. made out of metal or stone or something that'll hold sunlight. And there's some sort of insulation usually. And then mm -hmm. the, the glass cover of some sort helps mm -hmm. and you make a box or some sort of, you know, container. To capture that heat and hold it. Yep. And that's like the basic concept through all of these. Right. Wow. That is so cool. And I had like this great idea. You want to hear my great idea? I do. I, I can't wait. <laughs> so you could legit build a whole solar powered kitchen. Like have an outdoor space mm -hmm. and build a solar kitchen. You got your pizza oven. You got your slow cooker. You got mm -hmm. a food dehydrator. You could do a, you could make a solar coffee maker. You could do it all. Like, and just have this cool, like, solar kitchen area. Wouldn't that be neat? That would be neat. That'd be really cool. I've got to do it. After I start making my own uh, uh, adobe bricks, then I'll make the solar kitchen. <laughs> I'll build the solar kitchen with my adobe bricks, and then I'll make the solar kitchen. Right. Yeah, that's like the priority level right now. Yeah. So there's one final ultimate thing on your so list. So there is, yeah, the the bonus item is the solar clothes dryer. And I was unable to find any designs for the solar, like there's no videos for a solar clothes dryer, but it's, it's not that tough. You just have two trees and you you string a line between these two trees <laughs> and there if you go to like dollar tree or something like that walmart you can pick up these things called clothes pins and you just hang oh your God. clothes on this line and the sun just magically dries them that is so high tech like I have mm -hmm. to get, I have to do the solar clothes dryer design. It is just, that's yeah. rocking my mind right now. Right. It's, uh, it's hard to find those designs online, but I might've been searching mm. the wrong term. I'm not sure. It's just so technically challenging that I guess not very many people have attempted it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Get on that solar <laughs> clothes dryer. Yeah. It'll change your life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a cost great episode. Are, there's, it, yeah, that's true. Like, most of these things don't cost much. You could definitely salvage most of these materials or pay very low for these materials. So, it's so cool. Yeah. And, like I mentioned before, if while we were describing this, it, it was hard to visualize, I'm going to put YouTube video links for all of these so that you can see what we're talking about. And then once you see it, you'll fully understand it. I think you did a really good job explaining. Like I totally followed you and I'm more of a visual learner, hands-on tactile learner, but I, oh, okay. I could, I got the, the grasp of it, but you know, seeing it on a video would definitely help to yeah. seal the deal. Cool. Well, that's it. That's all I got. That's all for well, the solar the DIY solar projects for today. I will have a solar kitchen within a year. It'll be fabulous.
So go ahead and visit theoffgridoutpost.com for that solar DIY article. It is awesome. And you can send us an email through there if you want to contact us. We love hearing from you. That's about it. We got free shit there. Downloads, interesting things, ebooks. It's pretty cool. Yeah, lots of cool shit. Lots of cool shit. All right. Until next time. Talk to you later. Signing out.